Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Bryant and Colonial, an Alabama podcast for Alabama people, part of the Armchair Media Network. I'm your host, Kevin Paul, joined today by our first repeat guest of the show. You know her, you love her, you probably already follow her on Twitter. Lacey Sensula, how are you today? I'm great. Just what an introduction that I'm the first repeat guest when I'm easily the most hated guest you've had, I'm sure. So <laughs> <laughs> so how, how are you doing, Lacey? Um, for those that don't know, we're recording this um, Monday night on um November 23rd, and Joe Biden has won the presidency for at least the third or fourth time. Uh, so I'm, I'm hearing reports he might win Georgia soon. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it, look, if he can pull off Georgia, man, that, that sure would be something. Um, you know, notorious Democrat stronghold Georgia. God, good for Kirby. Good for Kirby. So um, obviously, this is um, part one of our Iron Bowl week uh, extravaganza. Uh, so before we get into all the festivities, Lacey, the last time we spoke, you were um, you know you were getting ready for Halloween, which uh, you have um, been very clear is your favorite holiday. And Alabama also hasn't played a game since then. So number one, happy belated Halloween. Um, how did how did that go for you this year? Obviously, a little different in the times we're living in, but still. Yeah, so I actually had a kind of joint Halloween birthday party. My birthday is the 21st of October, so I just kind of cram it in with Halloween um, just so I can make any holiday about myself, really. Yes. Um, but it was a great time. It was a little interesting having to watch a game during Halloween festivities. It was, it was quite stressful because it was like I was hosting a party. Um, I had one trick-or-treater. It was crazy. I was so stressed out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, we what I don't even remember. I know that Mississippi State did not score any points. Um, as you like to say, you could have fielded a team of ex- the, the, the brand colonial guests. If everyone <laughs> <laughs> the same amount of points, it's so crazy how it is when you know the, your opponent scores zero points. It's just a great feeling, really. It's the best. It was a little weird, I will say, um, because. Alabama's bye week is normally around Halloween. So mm-hmm. if you've got Halloween plans for that Saturday, odds are the tide is off. So it was a, definitely strange, you know, having to, you know, kind of keep your eye on two different things. But, you know, we made it. We did it. We got through. Yeah. And then, like, maybe six months went by before we played again. So, I mean, good thing it was a good game. <laughs> yeah. So this is the this is the longest uh, stretch, I think, between regular season games you've ever seen for Alabama. It honestly felt like waiting for a bowl game, but instead it was waiting to play Kentucky. How did you spend those three weeks? Did you pick up any new hobbies, or how was that for you? Yeah, I mean, it w- the first bye week was like, okay, cool, that's normal. We get a bye week. And then when LSU, you know, evaded us, it was like, um, I don't know about that. Um luckily like I was sick during that time. So I was kind of like checked out anyway. So um, I like to think that the tide was like kind of in a solidarity situation with me. 
Um, they were like, wow, Lacey's not at the par for this game. You know, let's just wait till she's ready. Um, so they were really waiting for me to come back, I think, for this Kentucky game. Yeah, it, it is very strange how, um, you know, they – and obviously we are living in a pandemic and we want to be sensitive to everyone. It's very strange how they practiced all week even though they um, contract, contact traced enough people uh, to be out for the Alabama game that same week. Uh, yet they continued practicing and did not shut down the facilities at all. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, so it, um, and it's just so annoying because it leaves it as like, oh, to another year where Alabama hasn't beat LSU. And it's like, okay, like, you cowards. But at least what we're going to get them <laughs> should be getting them back to back in Tuscaloosa, right? Uh, you know, it's <laughs> speaking of rescheduling games and just being a complete bitch about it, um, Clemson. Um, travel to <laughs> travel to Florida State this week. Uh, do, do you want to give a small recap on everything that happened? Because I'm sure you've got a lot more feelings on it than I do. Yeah, I mean, so the too long don't read is that I believe he was a, a backup lineman. Was that who the player was? I think so. That sounds right. So not even like a star player, but he they tested their team for COVID and then they flew to for the Florida State game, they flew in for the game. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was a backup lineman tested positive for COVID and he had flown in with them. So then FSU officials didn't feel comfortable playing the game because they were like, okay, well, there's a risk of spread here. And so um, Clemson bitched about it, saying that they were trying to avoid him. It's like you showed up with a lot the live virus and are <laughs> confused that people want to cancel the game. Are you, oh. are you kidding you're, you're leaving out um, one of the bigger details. The lineman that tested positive was symptomatic. He had shown symptoms all yeah. week long and just kept practicing. This kid is straight up coughing up a lung, ivy hanging from his arm, and they're like, get him on the plane. I mean, we have got to have him. I mean, he's not even like this star <laughs> player. And then they roll up and they're like, wow, I can't believe these cowards quit the game. Like, what? this is not the same. This is not the same as like LSU blatantly trying to avoid playing a game. Like you showed up basically with the virus in a test tube to release on the field. And then are like, what, you don't want to play? It's it's hilarious because Clemson fans are saying, like, oh, Florida State is ducking us. But it's like Florida State's trying to reschedule the game. Florida State knows they're going to lose to you by 40. They're, they're not dumb. They know that. But, again, like you said, the virus is live. He tested positive on, like, Friday morning. I mean, Trevor, and then Trevor Lawrence tweets, like, man, we really wanted to play. Okay, well, then don't fly in the local coach. <laughs> are you, you sure you want to play? What? Yeah, um, quarantine your symptomatic players if you want to play. That's a great start. Like, shut up, you ugly man. Dab- Sorry, uh, I'm getting personal now. Oh, no, it's fine. It's, you know, there's no rules here. Dab- there is one, that is one quarterback that is not a former child model. <laughs> former child model Mac Jones. Can we talk about that for a little bit? Was there proof of that? Are there receipts or what? Because I just heard it on the broadcast. So, yeah, I guess for anyone that didn't watch the game on TV, the commentator was really passionate about Mac Jones' alleged former modeling career. He mentioned it at least twice, you know, Mac Jones' former child model. It was like, what is this? Who told you this? And the only proof I've seen of it is, like, that picture that went viral of him as, like, a toddler. But, like, it kind of just looks like – Mason Ramsey. Yeah, the pictures you get of kids, like, taken when they're growing up. So I don't know if, like – 
Maybe this commentator just really thought he had an extra something about him. I don't know. It's the funniest thing. You had the best tweet about all of Mac Jones's fun facts, though. So, oh uh, yeah, the um, <laughs> I had a tweet over the weekend that said every fun fact we hear about Mac Jones is just getting us closer to realizing that like he's a real life sociopath. Um, right. I, I first, you know, kind of became weary of him when I think it was before the Missouri game, and he just listed off like full uh, life stories on every yeah. defensive player. And like, and he just like shrugged it off, and he just like kept the conversation going. Like Mac, you can't. Just, <laughs> he was can't like number number ninety nine. His mom works at um, the deli. His dad is an accountant. Um, they have th- thirty three dogs. Um, I'm obviously very worried about his play. And everyone was like, Yeah, yeah, good guy, good study. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like I, I joked that like yeah, when he was a kid, he had two pet hamsters, and he made him fight every Thursday at eight p.m. I joke about that, but I mean, I feel like there's a non-zero chance. <laughs> there's no way to know that that didn't happen. Right. He, he definitely thought about it at least. <laughs> he had one. He had one pet hamster, but when he asked for a second one, his parents were like, "No, we can't. We can't let that happen." Oh no! And then they're like, "And he's fluent in Mandarin." I was like, "My God, what's what's happening on the field?" <laughs> <laughs> So, Jesus, Lacey, this um, we play Auburn this week. You know, um, I you know I don't really understand why every year we have to play you know a team that we don't even share a state with. Um, you know, they Auburn has a really good NCAA rivalry with Georgia going on, and I want them to continue that. But I have long been a proponent of canceling the Iron Bowl. There's there's no need for it. Move Tennessee to rivalry. Cancel the Iron Bowl. Everyone will be happy. So, uh. I read earlier today, I think the line opened up at like 23 and a half um, for Alabama, of course. And it's gone up to 25. Um, Lacey, is there a world where Auburn wins this game this year? Um, No. And there's two big reasons why Auburn isn't winning this game. Number one, um, clearly all of their wins are happening in Jordan-Hare Stadium, however you pronounce it. I don't really know what they're doing with there. Um, It's Jordan. It's Jordan. Okay. Wait, like. If you don't, if you want to spell Jordan, then you gotta, you gotta just get out of here. Um, so no, we're only gonna lose obviously if we're playing in Auburn, um, and we only lose if the game matters. Like if it's like, oh, we have to win this to get to the playoff. We have to win this to get to the SEC championship. If the game matters and we're playing in Auburn, we're losing it nine times out of ten. Now, if it means absolutely nothing, and and it's in Tuscaloosa. We're going to win by like 56 points. And it's just like, okay, that was fun. Um, you know, all of this with the exception being that the 2017 Iron Bowl didn't matter as we, as long been proven. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we lost that game, but it didn't matter in the end. So, you know, kind of like I said, we only lose when it matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, um, do you know what happened at the end of that 2017 season, Lacey? And why doesn't I, I can't seem to recall. Do you remember? It's a little hazy. Um, I do think it ended up being a national title game against Auburn's rival. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and then against probably Saban's worst protege to date. I mean, worst haircut. I don't know. This new guy came in, um, still working on the pronunciation of his name to a T, we'll go with. Um, through a pass to this guy. He's getting kind of good, really heating up this year. Devontae Smith, maybe you all have heard of him. Um, just He's, not, he's really low-key on the radar. Um, it was crazy how it kind of just like we lost the Iron Bowl and then won the national championship and um, Auburn had nothing, you know? I got, I think I remember one tweet after that season, and it was from an Auburn fan, obviously, and they said, man, if I could just 
I don't care about the national championship. If we can just beat Alabama every year, like I'll be happy with that. And I was like, that's the problem, man. That's, <laughs> that's, that's exactly. the problem. I mean, that's the bread and butter of their football program. It's why they haven't won any major titles since Cam Newton and are giving extensions to their coach. I mean, all you have to do is beat Alabama. They can literally go lose five games in the season, but if they beat Alabama, that's fine. Great year. Let's extend Gus's contract more. I don't care that we are haven't won anything, but the SEC West, that one time they painted it on their wall. I, like what? Like the bar is so low. It's just, it's, it's sad, really. You got to, I mean, it's at some point we probably do need to start like praying for them. Yeah. I, I, I think someone asked me, Look, if you could win the national championship this year, but you have to, and I just like clicked yes, like before even reading the rest of it, like that's all that matters. We like, lose, yeah. Auburn, we lose Auburn and win the Natty. All right, cool, we won the Natty. That's I care about that more. If anything, it was better because, like I think Hunter Johnson phrased it this way: everyone got they, what they wanted. Auburn beat Alabama, which is all they cared about, and Alabama won a national title, which is all they care about. Like, what a great year for the state of Alabama, really. Honestly, just you know, the best, man. I uh, got shout out to the 205, the 334, and everywhere in between. Uh, of course. Love, love, love them to death. Okay, so Lacey, I, I know you grew up, you know, in the state, and that's kind of the theme of this big episode. Um, we're only having Alabama natives on um, today. Wow, old road. What, what, <laughs> <laughs> uh, w- when did you first realize how much you hated Auburn? Because obviously you're born into it, but I'm sure there was one moment that really clicked for young Lacey. Yes, it was obviously the, I grew up in the, you know, fear the thumb, Tommy Tupperville era, um, Mm -hmm. where quite literally Alabama never won. Like the idea of Alabama being good at football was a foreign concept for me until we hired Nick Saban in the seventh grade. So like when I was growing up and it was like all this talk of like from our parents, like, oh, we used to win national championships. It was like, okay, grandma, let's get you back in bed. Like, no, we didn't. <laughs> like that, the, the- this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The concept of Alabama winning anything much less a national championship was just so far-fetched. And like, I grew up in the era of Auburn won every single year. So it was like, not cool to be an Alabama fan growing up. Like a lot of people like to say that Alabama fans are bandwagons. Okay. We've suffered for a very long time. And a lot of people are around for that. But like I was 15 you know, years. That's, yeah. I went through all of elementary school losing every year. And like having like when it was Iron Bowl week and they would like, you know, wear your schools or like wear your shirt, or whatever. I'm coming my Alabama gear and get absolutely rocked on the playground. And what was I going to say? <laughs> like, and so that is just like growing up with the idea that Auburn was better than us every single year. And then having people tell me like, no, we used to be really good like that. It was like these people. And then, I mean, you had the fear of the thumb, the whole like rubbing in our face. It, it was just a. Uh, it's just so, and then now it's just like perfect. We just have them right where we want them, and just crushing their little pea brains every year. What? What? So the coach during the Fear the Thumb era, you know, I, I forgot his name. The Auburn coach, I forgot, his name escapes me completely. Cannot remember for the life of me. What's he doing right now? Do you have any idea? I think he's gearing up for his twenty twenty four presidential run when he inevitably gets the Republican nomination. Mm-hmm. Please mark this because it will be necessary to say that I, I i called this when it happens okay um <laughs> yeah so now like so now this guy's the senator i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah he's uh he's a, one of the senators for florida which is where he lives um right well, I, as we right. know right um big big florida guy um just just overall hugely loyal guy as we know i mean he stayed at one team for his whole life <laughs> never quit on anyone what a, what a man Definitely wouldn't resign early, um, you know, after getting embarrassed 36 nothing to get an $8 million buyout or whatever. No, would, would never do something that egregious. Yeah, the best is when I called him a failed football coach on Twitter. And, like, all of these people, Auburn people were my mentions, they were like, he did not fail. He was really good. I was like, I mean, if, if he didn't fail, why isn't he still coaching? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not that old. Like, I <laughs> Hold up, let me look this he up. Uh, I, because he was like eighty, like he just wasn't good. 
He's he younger than like Saban. He got paid to quit. And they're like, no, he didn't fail. I was like, and then I don't know what you consider success, but like I would consider like him still coaching because he was good. Yes. He's three years younger than Nick Saban. And if he was, like you said, if he was actually a good coach, he would probably still be at Auburn right now if he was as good as everyone says he was. Like the galaxy brain take, I guess, is that he just like went out on top. And where did he go out? Cincinnati? and like, Went out on top. Just watched this team <laughs> score as many points as a pack of ferrets could have. Uh, <laughs> exited to the James W. Exited to the James W. Fail room. And yeah, what, I don't know what happened to him after that, but you know, I'm, I'm sure he's doing fine and not, you know, destroying democracy. That's all anyone can hope for after, after being a football coach. Really. That's it. All right. So Lacey, you've been basically watching this game for the better part of, you know, your entire life now. What is your favorite Iron Bowl memory? <sighs> Probably the kick six. I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's that? Uh, nothing, but, about. nothing but endless pain. Um, well, I think so. what's funny is I'm like 26, obviously been at my whole life. I didn't go to an Iron Bowl until my senior year of high school. And that was the year we won whatever Ooh. that was, 55 to zero or something astronomical. Um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a very great first Iron Bowl. Um, Unfortunately, the next year I did attend the kick six in person. Um, so it was just really lots of highs and followed by really, really low lows. And um, at that year is when I professed that I would never go to Auburn again. I have not set foot in that city since 2013, and I never will. Mm-hmm. God, God willing. <laughs> God, that's um, that's a, that, that's tough back to back. That was my freshman and sophomore years, and I just – Freshman year was so fun. I mean, the weather was perfect. It was 42 nothing at halftime. Uh, I think we scored the first drive of the second half, and then we had to try to stop scoring. It's like we – And then the worst – and then we thought next year was kick six, and the worst thing is that was still BCS era. So we're easily going to the college football playoff if it had existed then. Um, mm-hmm. And we eliminated on the idiot kick six, and then their dumbasses go on to lose to FSU in the national title game. Like – it was amateur hour and it was so classic. Like, of course you didn't win the national title because all you cared about was beating us. Are you saying that the Iron Bowl in 2013 didn't matter? <laughs> is that is that the take that we've been waiting all of our lives to finally get to? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the um I look, I've been to Auburn twice in my life. Um once was for SGA Better Relations Day. Uh if you know, you know. And the other was for the 2015 Iron Bowl, my senior year. And um, that was the Derrick Henry show when he carried the ball like 50, 60 times or something like that, something crazy. And we won. And it felt really good. And I feel like I have to go back to an Iron Bowl in Jordan Hare. Because no. we, only, we only win when I go. Okay. Well, <laughs> we only have the most like heartbreaking, devastating loss in sports history when I go. So like I'm getting mixed signals about about if I should be there or not what was um, it like being in that stadium for that were you like did you move like what was the how was so it? I was with my mom and when it happened we were like okay we're gonna leave the stadium um the woman in front of us uh she was like 40 or 50 turns around and flicks me off okay keep in mind I am 19 at this point and I'm watching the game with my 50 year old mother okay um so 
Thank you. Got it. So we we head off down the ramps. Luckily, leaving the game, it was mostly just Alabama fans because all the Auburn fans, I'm sure, were staying there to storm the field as they do. They're always storming that, that place. Um, mm-hmm. Now, then it got dicey. Once we got out of the game, me and my mom separated because I was staying the night with friends and she was leaving. So I'm walking alone. And at that point is when I have fans throwing trash at me, throwing Auburn shakers at me, um, yelling. I'm at a, a man come up to me, a literal dad. And he was like, I'm really sorry about all this. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's okay. And he was like, sorry, we beat that ass. And I was like, okay, you're an adult. And I'm, I'm, I can't stress enough that I'm a college freshman walking alone in this city. <laughs> and it's like, we lost. I'm not even if – I, if we had won and I was walking around like gloating, then yeah, throw trash at me. I'm literally walking with my head down trying to get out of there. And these people are berating me. And it's like, I just want to go home. The um, Auburn family, man. What a. Yeah. And then they always have the audacity to talk about like how they're so much classier fans. I was like, I was getting literally insulted by middle aged men after they won. Like, who went? Like, do you know how many times Alabama has won and, and I don't walk out and like yell at the. You don't yell at the other team when you just beat them. You say, like, oh, like, have a nice spread home. No, the, the the most like insulting thing you can tell someone after your team wins is you get home safe now. Yeah. That, that hurts way worse than talking trash. Just more of like a thanks for coming, you know, see you next year. Like, and it just goes to show like that, you know, you can't act like you've been there before when you haven't been there before. And I mean, they don't, they don't get it. You know, I like, I mean, look at them storming the field all the time. I mean, can you imagine storming the field? That's is so humiliating. It, it like makes me want to w- wish I didn't have eyeballs. No, I mean, and you know, and we're we can pay the fines. We're very rich. We're very rich, but we just decide not to because it's you know we've been there. We've done it. Well, it's like storming the field is for people that didn't think they're going to win. And I, when does that ever happen? I never think that we're like. I wonder all the time if everyone goes into the game like knowing they're going to win. Like Alabama does. I don't like every game. I'm like, yeah, we're going to win and it's not going to be hard. I mean, do other people sit on the edge of their seats? Like, I don't even know how to experience life as another fan. I think the only game that I can think of since I've been a Bama fan that I was like, ah, I don't, I don't, not so sure. It's like 50 50 was the second Deshaun Watson natty. And I think that's it. And that's such an extreme case. That was one in Tampa. That we lost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Uh, I was like, but that's it. That was a national championship game against Deshaun Watson. Every other time we've stepped yeah, in, like, oh, yeah, I don't even think when we played Joe Burrow's LSU, I, I don't know how nervous I was for that. And, and like, and it was, and it was a close game then too. So it, yeah, it's just like this, it's just two different things. Like Alabama is just so used to winning and you just go into every game knowing that. And Auburn is this team that's like, wow, we did it. We won. Let's storm the field and then vandalize our trees. I don't, I'm not following. Would you say that they have the mentality of someone that's I'm trying to think of the right word for this? Uh, maybe a smaller, uh, younger uh, male sibling, perhaps. Right, like the one that you kind of like. You have to like, like you're supposed to like them because like your mom tells you to, and and yeah. then you're they're so annoying and they're trying to be me and it's like you can't. It's like your brother, but they're younger than you, and all. Like, what's what's like, what's that called? And like, kind of little, littler, you know, just just like that, like a little brother, if you will. Oh my god, you need to coin that. That's a good. That's a good term. Someone has got to call them that at some point. You got to copyright that at some point. All right, uh, Lacey, this has been good. Uh, had a great time so far. Um, I need a score prediction for the game this weekend. 
Well, I actually was pretty close last time. I said I don't like to do predictions because it, it just gets, I don't know. I'm not good at it. Like I said, like I'm not a mathematician. Like, please stop making me do this. Um, but I actually was pretty close last prediction. So, okay, I'm going to go with we're playing at home. They're really bad. Um, Bo Nix is a deadbeat father. It's like, mm-hmm. I've just got to bring all the factors in as I, as I ration all this out. Let's go with 49 to... Actually, you know what? 52, 52. I'm Billy, Billy Raggard's going in there. No. Uh, let's, do, let's do 52 to 10. I think that's very similar to what I said for the Tennessee score, but it, we're going to go with that. That's close. 52, 10. All right. Um, Lacey, I, I know I kind of pump faked it earlier, but we need to have, we need a brief recap on everything Bachelorette so far. This is why we can't record on Tuesdays with you. <laughs> okay. So the Bachelorette, first of all, I, I skip as if people don't know, it changed in the middle of the season. It was Claire and then it changed to Tasha. Um, Claire was oh. a, literally the worst human to ever exist. I don't know who she's been on every single, um, ba- she's been on the bachelor. She's been on every single spinoff and she has yet to find love. She finally found it in like two weeks at the La Quinta where they were quarantining. I don't know. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm being very serious that they're filming this season at the La Quinta. <laughs> Um, and so she found love. And so then they had to bring in a new girl, Tasha, who is great. So now is the time for everyone to tune in. Um, if you missed Claire's part, congratulations. It was really bad. Um, now it's the time to tune in with Tasha. Um, but really, we're all just kind of waiting with bated breath for The Bachelor, Matt James, um, close friend of Tyler C., as we all know, of, of yes. Lore. Um, so that that is who we're really all waiting on. And they kind of messed up by announcing that because now we're all like ready for that. And we're like, oh God, now we gotta watch these people, but it's getting better. Perfect, perfect. We love to hear that. Folks, that was Lacey Sensula. Um, you know, now our she as our first repeat guest, she's in the Brown and Colonial Hall of Fame. That's a thing that I just made up. Follow her on Twitter at drop the lace. any parting shots before we head off here for good? Yeah, follow me on Twitter. I'm really making fleets happen. Um, you may – a lot of people follow James Todd, uh, 425. He's trying to make fleets happen. Um, really just trying to get more my thing. So just please spread the word that Lacey Sensula, creator of fleets. I can't endorse the fleets thing, uh, but I do endorse <laughs> Lacey at all. As well, thanks again for coming on. And um, the next voice you will hear is mine and Esther Scott Workman. So Hey! See you then. Peace.